dreams come true And I wonder if you know what it means what it means And I wonder if you know what it means what it means And I wonder if you know what it Bridge Youth, how are you guys doing tonight? You good? Hey, look at the person sitting next to you. Tell them, I'm glad you're here. Look at the person sitting on the other side. Tell them, I'm glad you're here. Now take time to explain to them why you chose them second. Go ahead. I was kidding. <laughs> hey, welcome to Bridge Youth. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Corey. On the count of three, everybody shout out your name. One, two, three. Very nice to meet you. Ah! Um, on behalf of myself... Pastor Amber, our whole team, we just want to say welcome. Um, you guys are like in your first couple weeks of school, and in the midst of everything you have going on, everything going on in your life, your busy schedules, you chose to come and spend some of your time with us. And we just think that's so cool. We think that's so special. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving us some of your time. There's so many other things in life that you can get more of, but time's not one of them. When you spend your time, it's gone. And you've chose to spend some of your time with us. And we just think that's awesome. Hey, we like welcoming our guests in a way that never gets old for us. We like saying we're here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you, we back you, whether you're right here in the room or maybe you're watching online. We just want to say welcome. Hey, if you got a Bible, open to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm in chapter 23. I want to preach a message to you tonight entitled Jesus and Jorts. I don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be a great message title. Um, tonight we're concluding our series entitled The Wonder Years. Everybody say wonder. Uh, do you guys remember, I'm, I'm literally just thinking about this right now. Is this a 90s kids thing, or do you remember the candy Wonder, uh, wonder Ball? There was a candy called, and the, the, there was like a song in a commercial that went, Oh, I wonder, 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 do I do? What's in a Wonder Ball? And you had like, it was a chocolate ball, and on the inside there was prizes. You guys don't know what that is? Bro, your guys' childhood is deprived, man. Um, hey, this series is all about how, for some reason... It seems like as we grow up, our wonder seems to get stolen from us, right? Like we stop imagining, we stop dreaming. And the one thing that we should never, ever stop being filled with wonder over is God. Because God is so amazing. He's so phenomenal. He's so big. He's the creator of the universe. And yet he wants to have a relationship with us. That should fill us with a wonder that never, ever ends. And so tonight, I want to dig into the finale, the final, the last message in this series. And tonight, we're going to talk about proximity and prayer. Everybody say proximity and say prayer. Proximity and prayer. We're going to be talking tonight around the idea that God, the creator of the universe, the one that when you go up 
uh, uh, when you go outside at night and you look up at the stars and it is beautiful and you are awestruck and you get filled with that feeling of like there must be more to life. And when you learn all the crazy dynamics of our universe or you just see how massive the ocean is and you're overwhelmed at God's creation, the one who created all of that wants to be close to you. Look at your neighbor. Say you. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Say you. And then, get this. This is crazy. This is crazy. That same almighty God who created everything, when you pray, he hears you. When, he, when you pray, he hears you. I want you to think for a second. We ask this question. If you can hang out with anybody who's ever lived, who would that be? If you could, if you could right now pick up the phone and call anybody alive and they would answer and talk to you on the phone for an hour, who would that be? And how excited might you get? Um, some of you guys are like Kanye, because that would just be interesting. Um, Wyatt, settle down. <laughs> and yet, and yet we might get excited about hanging out with a celebrity or talking to somebody famous or quote-unquote important. But what we all need to realize is we have the ability to get close to God and talk to him through proximity and prayer. And that should fill us with wonder. Somebody say amen. Here's your sermon in a sentence. If you're new around here, I like boiling the whole message down to one sentence. Because if you're like me and one time a doctor told you, you've got this thing called ADHD. I said, H I have 80 HDs? I don't even know what an HD is, but I got 80 of them? That's crazy. If you have that, so you're easily distracted. And if you forget everything, remember this right here. Write this down. If you're taking notes, God loves you more. If you're not taking notes, I pray that if you got a gift card tonight, you find hair in whatever meal you buy with that. Okay? Whether, okay, and where, Isaiah Vega, out of all, the Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out were on the options. You said that Taco Bell was the best? You're, it was a joke. <laughs> hey, if you're taking notes, write this down. Here you go. Loki, I'm not going to lie. Can I be honest? Can, can I, like, can I not be, can I not be humble for, like, two seconds? I'm, like, I'm semi-proud of this sermon in a sentence. This is a bar. You guys ready? Look at your neighbor. Say, y'all ready for this? Here's your sermon in a sentence. Seek God's presence, speak to the king, at his feet, bring him everything. That's a bar. I'm sorry. It really is. But everything I want to communicate to you tonight is boiled down to that sentence. Of everything you could seek in your life. There's nothing greater, nothing more important, and nothing more worthwhile to seek than God's presence. Of anybody that you could ever talk to, there's no one greater and no one worth your time and your speech more than your king. So tonight, what we are going to do in just a few moments is we're going to take time at his feet and in his presence to bring him everything. All right, Psalm chapter 23, it's six verses. We're going to read the entire Psalm. Um, we love the Bible around here. Anybody else love the Bible? I absolutely love God's word. Some of y'all who've like never read the Bible, you're like, I didn't read the Bible. The Bible's boring. That's because, dude, literally, that's only because you've not read it. If the, if the Bible was made into a movie, it would be rated R and your parents would not let you watch it. There is blood and violence and, dare I say, sex and drama and fighting and discord. And then there's redemption. And then 
They kill your favorite character. Your favorite character in the whole story dies, but they bring him back. It's so sick. The Bible's awesome. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word tonight? Psalm 23, a famous psalm written by David, King David, the same David who killed Goliath. And here's what he says. This is the word of the Lord for you tonight. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. Like for these next two lines, do me a favor. Just close your eyes. I want you to just picture green grass flowing in the wind. That's that's not me shushing you. That's the sound of wind. Okay, it's my best wind. Okay, I want you to like running water. (laughs) Guys, we're being serious. All right, just but imagine this for a second, okay? Eyes closed. He lets me rest in green meadows, and he leads me beside peaceful streams. Okay, you could open your eyes and start reading your Bible again. He renews my strength, and he guides me along right paths. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. This is the really famous part. Coolio quoted this back in the 90s. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because, okay, sorry, verse 4, even, I'm wearing jorts, you guys. It's going to be crazy. Remember the last time I preached in jorts? It got out of hand, all right? We're going to lock in. We're going to lock in. Emsley, Emsley, we're going to walk in, girl. We're, we're, verse 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not, somebody say not. I will not be afraid. Why won't you be afraid? Another version says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How is it that you would walk through the darkest, craziest, scariest valley, the most terrifying setting and environment possible? And how could you not be afraid, David? He tells you right here, for you, God, my God, are close to me. There's proximity. Your rod and your staff, they protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Now check out this last verse. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody say amen. Before you sit down, let's pray. God, thank you so much, God, that we have a space and a place to come and get in your presence. God, I pray tonight, speak to us. God, I pray tonight that you would work. I pray our hearts would be open for whatever it is that you want to do tonight. And I do pray, God, as we've looked great in the preseason, that you would help your football team, the Las Vegas Raiders, and all others would fail miserably. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. Grab a seat. All right, so if you could... If you could hang out with anybody for a day, who would it be? Um, Jesus, that's the right answer. I'm wearing my what would Jesus bracelet do? <laughs> like, um, so me and Amber, we were in Seattle at a conference one time. Um, it was fun, and, and we were in the middle of worship, and, and maybe worship is an environment that you might be new to. Worship is a time that, like, I know for some of you, if you have no reference to church, worship kind of looks and feels like a bit of a concert, but it's far from a show. Really, worship's not about you or me. It's not even really about the musicians or the singers on stage. Worship is our time where we just tell God how much we love him. We praise him. We worship him. Imagine if you, like, imagine, you remember that, uh, 
you remember that, that, that person you dated in middle school, you know, your first love, and you wrote that love letter to them pouring out your heart? Now you're like, it was all lies. I didn't mean any of it. <laughs> um, but imagine like worship. Imagine worship's almost like, like a love letter or a moment of just singing a love song to God. So we're in worship, right? And worship being not about anybody or anything else. Amber and I were just kind of eyes closed, hands lifted. Why do we lift our hands? Because lifting your hands is kind of the universal sign of surrender. It's like, God, I surrender to you. God, I lift you up. Forget me. It's all about you. And we're just kind of worshiping God, eyes closed, everything. And we start hearing a ton of murmuring teenage girl voices, from all over around us. And we're like, man, you're distracting me. Like, the last thing you want to do is distract people during worship, right? Like, people in the Bible died for less, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody's going to die if you distract them. I don't know, maybe, actually. Maybe we'll get them to behave, huh, huh Alicia? Who knows? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we're like, what is going on? Like, what's, And so we just go back to worship, but we keep hearing, oh, my gosh, what did you say? He's right there. Oh, my. So, like, we're looking, and then we see, we're looking around. We see all these teenage girls. We're, like, we are, like, five or six rows from the front towards the, like, left side of the room. And we see in the direction they're pointing, and we look, and five rows in front of us is Justin Bieber. So the church that we were at was the, uh, the church of, of a guy who he considers his pastor. And we're, like, oh, dang, look. It, and me and Amber, like, I love Justin Bieber. I, I love Justin Bieber. What's the, uh, what's the album that we love? The one with Purpose. Dude, Purpose will go down in history as one of the best pop albums of the last 20 years. <laughs> dude, that album, that album, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm a dude who grew up on punk and hardcore music. Like, I love heavy music. Shout out to everybody who listens to heavy music. I love heavy music. I love pop music, too. And that album is cover to cover bangers. And so I love Justin Bieber. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. Here was the coolest part about it. Bieber didn't care about anybody who was around him. I still remember the song that was playing, Reckless Love was playing, and Bieber was literally just hands up, just worshiping. This was, um, this was probably a month or two after he, after he canceled the second half of his purpose tour to take a hiatus, and he later said it was all to focus on his relationship with Jesus. And so here's what was really interesting to me. The moment Bieber walked in the room, all these little teenage girls got filled with such excitement. Bieber walks in the room, they got filled with excitement. Bieber walks in the room, they get so stoked. Bieber walks in the room, all of a sudden they get butterflies. But God and the Savior of the world had already been in the room. Now hear me, I'm not saying we should never get excited about meeting people who are important to us or that we look up to. What I'm saying is I think we should always keep the right perspective that we are so blessed and privileged to have proximity with the almighty God. Somebody say amen. We get to be in God's presence. So point number one, if you're taking notes tonight, write down the word proximity. Everybody say proximity. So it's so cool to me that if we could go down the list of people that we would love to hang out with and that we'd love to talk with, we'd love to have a conversation with, we'd love to get coffee with. But to me, it's so cool that God wants to be close to us. Did you know God actually wants to be close to you? He wants proximity, and he wants you in his presence. But here's the thing. Somebody say, here's the thing. There's a price to proximity. Did you know that? There's actually a price to entering God's presence. 
Some of you guys are like, I didn't pay anything to walk into church tonight. The people who are here for the first time are looking at their friend like, do we have to like buy tickets on the way? Was I supposed to pay for that ticket that they handed me? Follow me here. There is a price to proximity. You know that we weren't always able to just walk into the presence of God. Did you know that the people of God weren't always able to just walk into his presence? We love, anybody like going to concerts? Anybody love going to concerts? Like, concerts are kind of mine and Amber's thing. Like, we've been married for 14 years. We've been together for 17? You guys just got me in trouble, okay? First off, you got me in trouble. I didn't remember. 17 years. All 17 of those years, there probably, other than, other than quarantine, there probably hasn't been a single month that we were together that we've not gone to at least one concert. Uh, we go to, and I love it, but every concert has a cost of admission. Every concert has a cost of admission, and so does the presence and proximity of God. Check this out. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place, the presence of God, we can get proximity with him. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. It's only Jesus having died on the cross that grants us the access into God's presence. See, the, back in the day, there's these sort of uh, stories of priests from the Old Testament, Jewish rabbis who before Jesus, having died on the cross for our sins, and now we live under grace, they lived under the law. And what they would do, there was this place called the Holy of Holies. That's, the, that's what um, this is referencing. And the Holy of Holies, where God's presence would reside, was this place that stood kind of behind a curtain like this where you had this sort of veil, and then you could get back into there. But the problem is, was that if anybody were to enter God's presence with any amount of sin on their life that was not atoned for and not covered and not paid for by animal sacrifice, that's how the Old Testament said to do it. That's all a type and a shadow, a foreshadowing of Jesus. So I'm sorry to all of you vegetarians and vegans. I know you're better than all of us. We get it. But PETA is upset at the Old Testament. It is what it is, okay? But if there was any sin on that rabbi's life, on that sort of priest's life, as they walked into God's presence, they would fall dead. So in going into God's presence, what they would do is they would tie a rope around their ankle, and they'd wear a bell around their neck. So everybody would kind of wait. They'd be like, all right, guys, I'm going to go into the Holy of Holies. See you later. And they'd walk back there, and it would be like, ding, ding, and they're like, oh, the bell just rang. That means that he, like, fell dead in the presence of God, and then they'd, like, drag him out, you know? Like, they, that was actually really hard, and I had to stretch really far, and I played basketball on Monday, and I kind of pulled my groin. Kai, I know I said I was fine. I've been, I've been like, so sore for two days, Kai Dunn. <laughs> it was, but we gave those kids buckets, all right? Uh, so I don't think we lost a single game, Kai. Eli, can you play basketball on Saturday morning? Cool, okay. How you been, man? Dude, I, I miss you. Love you. What's up, guys? It's my friend Eli. Um, so here's the thing. Like, we couldn't always just walk into God's presence. Why? Because if you don't know, you're sinful. Oh, aren't you so glad, like, you brought a friend to church tonight? Like, Romans 3.23 says all have sinned. Everybody. Like, real quick, if you're brand new to church, I want you to just check something out. This is, this is how we are as a church. You will see how fast hands go up in the air when I say this. How many people here at Bridge Youth, how many Christians in the house, you've messed up before? 
You see how quick those hands went up? Like to all of you who are new and you thought you had to be perfect to come to church and be a part of the family of God. But wait, Corey, you're saying if you weren't perfect and you had any sin on you, you couldn't get into the presence of God. Right, if it wasn't covered. Here's the thing. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. So if you've accepted him, you're now covered. What does that mean? It means your cost of admission has been paid. It means that you can enter the presence of God boldly and freely. It means that you just didn't have a general admission. You have an all-access VIP pass into the presence of God. So you can have proximity with God because the price of admission was Jesus' life. And that is an expensive price of admission. And I don't think we should ever take that for granted. I don't think we should ever look past that. And here's the thing. I love this verse. Mark 15, verse 38. It says, the veil, remember that curtain I was telling you about? That curtain that separated God's presence from everybody else? It says, at the time that Jesus was crucified, after he said, it is finished, this happened. The veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And it was top to bottom to signify God saying, you couldn't get to me, so I came to you. There's so many people who ask this question. What's the difference between people who, are, who don't share in, in our beliefs? Often they'll ask me things like, okay, so tell me this, Corey, as a pastor, as a Christian, I don't, they don't do that with their hips. I'm just doing that for emphasis sake. They're like, what, what's the difference between your religion and every other religion in the whole world? Anybody ever been asked that? And as a Christian, you're like, I don't know how to answer. I'll give you the answer. Here's the difference between our faith and every other faith, literally, that's ever existed. Every other faith that has ever existed throughout all of the span of human history has been all about man's effort to get to God. Our faith is God came to man because we couldn't get to him ourselves. We tried. It didn't work. We're not good enough. We're too sinful. We're too broken. And then this is the best part. You realize that an eternity separated from you. Look at your neighbor. Say you. An eternity separated from you was such an unbearable thought for God that he took matters into his own hands. He said, they can't, pay, they can't pay the cost of admission, so I'm going to pay it for them. And now we have all access paths into God's presence. Is anybody else thankful for that tonight, man? All right, so write this question down. Um, what happens in God's presence and proximity? So if we're talking so much about God's presence and, and having proximity to them, what happens in his presence and proximity? Here's what happens. Number one, we see uh, verse two, and back, back to Psalm 23, verse two says, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Verse four says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. You, there's proximity, right? So what's something that happens in his presence? We trade fear for peace. Do you need peace tonight? Are you filled with worry and anxiety and fear? You guys are literally being fed, not literally, I mean figuratively, being fed fear. You're not literally being fed fear, well, kind of. But, like, you are being fed fear so much. Your generation, it was the hardest thing to be a youth pastor through COVID and quarantine. Because we are not people of fear. We are people of faith. And then there's a bunch of people who are faithless people that when we took steps of faith, they didn't understand it. But you can't expect faithless people to respect and honor faith decisions. So when we're like, I'm not a, what's the worst case scenario with COVID? You could die. I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. 
I'm not afraid. Like, that's just a homecoming for me. So you know what? I'll risk it for the biscuit. I want to be in the house of God. I want to be in the presence of his people. I want to worship with the church as we've been doing for thousands of years. And also it's just constitutionally wrong for you to try to tell us that we can't. Y'all know the First Amendment? Bro, what are my taxes doing? The First Amendment is the right freedom. No, that's second. First is freedom of speech. Second is the right to bear arms. You guys know that one of the amendments is the right to assemble. Come on, we're Americans. What year was America founded? 1776. That's when history began, baby. Do you need, hear me, hear me, young people, hear me, hear me. Do you need peace? Get in his presence. What else does his presence do? His presence gives us strength. Verse 3 says, he renews my strength. All because why? Because you are close to me. What else does his presence do? It, it guides and directs us. Verse 3 also says, he guides me along right paths. Do you need guidance for your life? Do you need direction? Are you wondering, what am I going to do after high school? And you're like in the sixth grade. And they're already telling you, you got to know what you're going to do. What school are you going to? What are you going to major in? And you're like, dude, I'm 12. But some of you are seniors, and you've got to figure it out. You need guidance? Do you need direction? Get in his presence. What else does his presence do? It gives us protection and comfort. Verse 4 says, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. A rod and a staff was the tools of a shepherd that they used to protect the flock. Your rod and your staff, they, they protect and they comfort me. Do you feel distraught? Like, are you unable to sleep at night? You need comfort? Get in his presence. What else happens in his presence? Needs are met and blessings are poured out. Our needs are met and blessings are poured out. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. Some of you don't think you have all you need. Why? Because the Lord's not your shepherd. Me? Me? I have all I need. You know why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Some, there are some people who take their whole lives trying to get their needs met, and they never do. Why? Because they never make Jesus their shepherd. But even more so, here's what I love about God, and I will never, ever apologize about this. Ever. Like if there was a six foot seven person standing right there, they would have just got karate chopped in the neck. Ever. I will never apologize for this. I know like everybody wants to try that. Just like without hitting the person next to you, just go, never. I will never apologize for this. I'll never apologize for the fact that God is a God that wants to and will and promises to meet every one of your needs, but he's also a God that wants to bless you. What's blessing? Blessing is going above and beyond your needs. Ephesians says that he's able to do above and beyond all you could ever ask, imagine, or dream of. It talks about how God is a heavenly father who loves to shower his kids with good gifts. Some of y'all, you're blessed and you feel bad for being blessed because someone lied to you and said that as a Christian, you're supposed to have nothing, you're supposed to be nothing, you're supposed to be miserable all the time. It's like, what? No, for some of you, you are so blessed because God sees that you are someone who blesses other people. You're a conduit of blessing. You want your needs met. You want the blessing of God. Get in his presence. Why? Because every one of God's promises are fulfilled in his presence. Every one of God's promises are fulfilled in his presence. It's like a raffle. Must be present to win. 
You can't get God's promises when you're distant and gone and away from him. You can't get God's promises when you're not in relationship with him. So get in his presence. Seek God's presence. Speak to the king at his feet. Bring him everything. Last thing about uh, proximity here. Last thing about his presence. God will draw near to you. Not me, Corey. I'm too broken. I'm too messed up. No, God will draw near to you. Bless you. No, yeah, he will. There's just one prerequisite. You know what a prerequisite is? Prerequisite is something that has to happen before something else happens. God will draw near to you. There's just one prerequisite. You have to draw near to him. James 4, verse 7 and 8 says, so humble. Another version says submit. So submit, to, so submit yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. It says come close to God, he will come close. It says come close to God, and he will come close to you. A.K.A., stop running to everything else. Stop running to everything else in fear. Stop running to everything else for your peace. Stop running to everything else for your strength. Stop running to everything else for for direction. Stop running to everything else for comfort. Stop running to everything else to try to meet needs in you that only God can meet. Some of you feel distant from God. It's because you've been running and drawing close to everything else and you've not been drawing close to God. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. It is legitimately as simple as that. And we just overcomplicate it. But what we do is we go down the line of all these things that are met in the presence and proximity of God based on God's word in Psalm 23. And we run to friends to try to make us feel strong. And we're wondering why we feel so weak all the time. We run to that relationship to try to meet our needs And then he breaks up with you because he loves his Xbox more than he loves you. Because he's in the eighth grade. You can't blame him. (laughs) He's working on his tail whips. Scoot or die, bro. And you're just a distraction from the scooter dream. All right? But then, and dude, like you call me crazy. Like, but I want some of our high school girls to go to our junior high girls grab you by your shoulders and just shake you and be like, I promise you, hear me, girls, my little sisters. Like, some of you are legitimately young enough and I'm old enough to be your father. So like as a father figure, or if not as a big brother figure, please hear me. My wife, who I've been married to for 14 years, will be the first one to say amen to this. There is no man in the world except Jesus that will fulfill all your needs. Here is the most depressing part about that. There are so many young ladies who are applauding it who will still go learn the hard way. How do you know, Corey? Because I've been doing youth ministry longer than some of you have been alive, and I've been preaching this for 15 years. Young lady, hear me. He will not give you your identity. He will not fulfill the desires of your heart. He will not give your life purpose. Only Jesus can do that. And you can't get that, those things fulfilled with Jesus at a distance. You must close the gap. You must draw near to him. Watch him draw near to you. Get in his presence. See what happens. Young man, there isn't a substance out there. There isn't a video online 
that will make you feel valid. Your validity only comes from God. The only one who can define you is the one who designed you. And that's God. That's the master. That's Jesus. And you can't get that validity at a distance. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Back to the ladies. It's not me this time though. It's C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite writers, one of the most prolific Christian writers of the last hundred years. He said this. This is so good, girls. He said, a woman's heart should be so close to God that a man should have to chase him to find her. Bro, he wrote that and the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with David the psalmist. I'm with David. I want to live in the house of the Lord forever. What's a house? A house is a dwelling place. I want to dwell in the presence of God forever. God, your house will be my home. God, your arms will be where I belong. Your hands will be where my heart lives. God, I want you more than anything. Better is one day in your, in your courts, better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. There's no place I would rather be than in your presence all the days of my life. Band, as you guys start heading up and I start closing down, my last point, prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. Communication is the foundation to any serious relationship. And my wife said amen. Did you guys hear her say amen? <laughs> her problem is that she's like, yeah, but Corey, sometimes you communicate too much. <laughs> communication is the foundation to any relationship. And prayer is just communication with God. Some of you guys have made it so religious and so ritualistic. And honestly, some of y'all, you've just made prayer weird. Like, some of y'all, you, you, like, you go to pray and you're like, um, I don't do this often. So, like, uh, almighty art father in heaven, our Lord and saviors of the eternities, I humbly bow before thee. Like, you never use the word thee. I preached on Sunday, genuine prayers are powerful prayers. Don't overcomplicate talking to God. And, 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 and let's just pause and be filled with wonder at this. When you pray, God hears you. Dude, how amazing is that? The one who, when he spoke, the son was created. He hears you when you pray. Not only that, he promises to hear you. He promises to respond to your prayer, even if it's not. Nah. How amazing. You want to, let's take it a next step further. Be filled with wonder at this. God is all-powerful, okay? Whether you believe that or not, it doesn't matter because God is all-powerful, okay? Whether you, like, something's, something's existence isn't determined by your belief in it. You could... You could run a stop sign, get pulled over by a cop, and then tell the cop, I don't believe there was a stop sign. You're still getting a ticket. You could give your mom attitude, and then when you say, I don't think I was giving you, I don't believe I was giving you attitude, you're still getting whooped or getting your Tesla taken away, depending on how you grew up. <laughs> God is all-powerful, okay? Get this. Dude, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, I, can't, I still don't fully comprehend this. I still don't fully understand this. And I am filled with such wonder at this. My prayers can move the hand of almighty, all-powerful God. 
dude, what you pray, what you pray can set God into motion. Dude, that's crazy. Like, like some of you, some of you have ridden dirt bikes and there's like certain dirt bikes that like the throttle is touchy. And there is this like, as I move this hand, there is power. I, I, I drove, I've driven a couple really fast cars and there is this like, dude, this foot puts into motion so much power. Be filled with wonder that your voice, your prayers, puts into motion power that you literally can't even comprehend. Who are you praying for? What are you praying for? Because some of you, your prayers have been shallow. God, thank you for this food. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Got anything else for me? Be filled with wonder at the fact that, that your prayers move the hand of God. Prayer is powerful. Psalm. So we read the 23rd Psalm by David today. Psalms, so much of Psalms are just, they're songs and prayers to God. This one by David. What if your worship became your prayer? It's not, worship's not karaoke. We don't throw up lyrics so that you could just sing along. But what if some of these words that are really like prayers, what if you wrapped your heart around them? And as you even worship tonight, we'll be doing some songs that are some prayer bangers. They are some songs of faith. What if your worship became your prayer? Let me give you really quick, and I'm going to move fast because what we do next is going to be the most important thing we do tonight. Let me give you how to pray, how not to pray. Let's start with how not to pray. There isn't much restriction, but Jesus gives us a little bit of warning in Matthew 6, verse 5 to 8. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly in the street corners and the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. There should be public prayer, but what he's saying is that there should also be private prayer. These guys, all they ever did, these hypocrites, they just prayed in public. They made a, 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 spirit, a spiritual spectacle out of it. It was a show for them to get everybody to go, wow, they're so spiritual. Prayer's not about you. Prayer's about bringing your request to God. Prayer's not about people seeing you. That's what he's saying. This should be private. It should be personal. Verse 7, and when you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. It's another version says the pagans. Don't just babble on and say dumb things. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again and again and again. Verse 8, don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So two ways not to pray. Number one, don't make it a religious show. It should be, it should be reverent. It should be serious. It should be relational. But Corey, you pray about the Raiders. Here, here you go. I pray about everything that I care about. I'm not kidding. If I care about it, I pray about it. Things that are super, super serious and the Raiders, which are serious. I pray about everything, man. Nextly, Prayer shouldn't be religious repetition. How come God doesn't want you to religiously just repeat the same words over and over again? Because repetition breeds obligation. Where you feel, you'll then feel obligated to pray. You don't have to pray. You get to pray. If, if, if I told you at that conference, I met Justin Bieber, and he gave me, my, he gave me his phone number. 
And he said, I could give that phone number to one person at Bridge Youth, and they could call him whenever they would like. And he'll talk with them, and he'll comfort them, and he'll sing them pretty songs, and he'll even pray with them. I bet you, you would call Bieber every day. I probably would. But I also pray every day. Literally, the first thing I do when I open up my eyes every morning is usually, God help me. <laughs> help me get out this damn bed. <laughs> it's too dang early. <laughs> but seriously, the first thing I do every morning is I pray. The last thing I do before I go to sleep is I pray. Dude, I pray when I'm driving. I pray in my office. I pray when I'm walking. Since I've gotten back from Manchester every single day that I'm in the office here, I walk a lap around this church and I pray. For what? You. Some of you by name and some of you by face because I know some of your faces, but I don't know your name. Some of you that I've not met yet, but I pray for you. Prayer shouldn't be an op. We get to pray. Prayer is a privilege. So how do we pray? Matthew 6, he goes on in the very next verse and he says, pray like this. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Another like really traditional version says, hallowed be thy name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lastly, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. This is preaching, but this is also a Bible study and tips and tricks on how to pray. How do you spell pray? P-R-A-Y. Here's an acronym for you next time you pray. P, praise. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. That's just praise. God, you are awesome. Ask everybody in Bridge Youth how I always, anyone who's been around me who's ever heard me pray, ask our staff. Anytime I pray, usually the first thing out of my mouth is, God, you are so faithful. God, you are so good. God, you are so amazing. Praise is just telling God how awesome he is. Next, are repent. Verse 12 says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. We all need to repent all the time. What's repentance? God, I'm sorry for that thing that I did that I know I shouldn't do. Now I'm turning around and I'm walking in the other direction. A stands for ask. This is where most people camp out for all their prayer. God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Do this, do that. God, be my show monkey. That's not how God, but God does say to ask him for things. Verse 10. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's asking God's will to be done, not ours. And then verse 11, give us today the food we need to eat. Another version says, give us our daily bread. Lastly, why yield? Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil ones. We yield to you, God. We don't want to yield to other things. Who's got their license or their permit? You drive. So you guys know what it means to yield, right? When there's a yield sign, that means you have to wait on the other person to make their move. You don't move. You guys know that's a part of prayer? What does it mean to yield before God? It means shut up. That's how God told me at one time. I was like, God, how do I yield before you? He goes, dude, shut up. I was like, but praying is talking to you. He's like, praying is also letting me talk to you. So shut up. Block out every distraction. Just sit in front of me and listen. So here's my challenge. Do this one minute each for the foreseeable future, maybe the next week, and then just build from there. Praise him for one minute. Repent for one minute. Ask him for things for a minute and then yield for a minute. Four minutes and watch what God will do. Lastly, we don't just praise, repent, ask, and yield. We also push. Just push your neighbor. 
right, stop pushing your neighbor, for the love of God. <laughs> I said, stop pushing your neighbor. Some of us, some of us go to God, we pray about something once, and then we go a month later, God, you didn't do it. No, we are people of faith, and what we do is we pray until something happens. We don't give up. We don't stop believing God. We pray until something happens. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. The NLT says, never stop praying. The ESV says, pray without ceasing. So when you wake up, pray. When you go to sleep, pray. On the drive to school, when you're in class, during practice, pray. When your life is a struggle, pray. When your life is great, pray. In the moment you think about somebody, pray for them. Right then, don't wait. You just randomly think, I know so-and-so, this happened in their life. Pray for them right then. Don't wait. Pray right then and pray until something happens. Why? Because prayer is powerful. Because prayer is our lifeline. Prayer is to our faith what gas is to a car. Prayer is one of the greatest ways to go deeper into your relationship with God. In every struggle, prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. Prayer changes things. So seek God's presence, speak to the king, and at his feet, bring him everything. One more C.S. Lewis quote before we pray. C.S. Lewis said, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It does not change God. It changes me. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? God, thank you that you're close to us. You're not far. Thank you, God, that, that when we pray, you hear us. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to give some of you the opportunity to pray the first prayer that you've ever prayed. And that's a prayer of surrender. That's a prayer of, God, I want, like the psalmist, to live with you by my side all the days of my life. I want forgiveness of my sin, and I want a fresh start. If that's you, you're going to have the opportunity right now to give your life to Jesus and pray a prayer alongside me. So if you're in this place and you say, that is me, Corey, I wanna give my life to God. I want, him, I want the Lord to be my shepherd so that I'll have all I need. I'm gonna count to three. When I get to three, I want you to just lift your hand and you can put it right back down. Here we go, this is your moment. One, two, three, go. Man, so many hands. You can put them right back down. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray. Words with our mouth that we believe in our heart. And this will kickstart our relationship with Jesus. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Everybody, whether you rose your hand or you didn't, would you just pray this alongside me, whether you're in the room or you're watching online? Everybody just repeat these simple words. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm gonna follow you. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? All right, so now, now we're gonna get in his presence. We're gonna pray. We're gonna sit at his feet. We're gonna bring him everything. The, earlier this year, um, God put a word on my heart for our ministry, and the word was rooted. And one of the things I believed we'd be getting rooted in was the word of God, deeper roots into the word of God. But another was prayer. 
And God showed me that what we were going to do at some point this year, and, and the time just kept on not being right, but was that we were going to start doing these prayer stations. Just a place and space where any and all of us can go before God because Jesus has already paid the price of admission. We can get in his presence and submit our requests to him. So tonight, you're going to have the opportunity to do that. Under your chair, there's some papers. and Even right now, I want you to just begin to write out some prayers. There's some pens kind of spread out. Some of you have some, some of you don't. In a moment, I'll, I'll let you guys go over and, uh, and bring your requests over here. And if you see um, awesome family, the Dubin family made these. If you see, there's like... Uh, there's like chain, almost chain link fence looking stuff that you can roll up. Some of our leaders have already um, put some prayer requests in there. You just roll it up and put it right in there. And then you see the um, I, prayer team. Can you guys just lift your hands real quick? Prayer team on either side. You see there's two people on each side, prayer teams, that are ready to pray for you. And so you could take your papers, put them in there, and then you could get prayer from them as well. If you're like, no, I don't want that, that's okay, but they're there to pray with you. So right now, you guys start writing down your prayers. And when you're ready, you guys can start bringing them up. Once you're done there, you guys just come right to the middle here. So everybody in this room, would you just stand to your feet right now? Hey, nobody distracting anybody in this moment. This is a holy moment. I'm going to invite the, um, those who have asked to pray with us. Would you guys come up and join me on stage real quick? The three people asked to, to pray with me. So you guys right now, just start writing down whatever it is. And then you guys can bring your prayer requests here. You could go get prayer from the team. And then when you're done, just, just come and meet us right here in the middle. Maybe you guys want to join up with a couple friends and start praying for each other. And then we're going to move into worship in just a minute. But we're going to pray as you guys do that. We're just going to set an atmosphere of prayer. So if you're in here and you're still at your seat, just be praying. If you're walking over, be praying. Go to the prayer partners. Get prayer from them. Come meet us in the middle here and, 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 and start praying down here. Take time to praise God. But we're going to pray for three things. First, we're going to pray for who are you praying for? Some of you, you're not putting down requests for yourself. You're putting down a name of somebody, a loved one that doesn't know Jesus, somebody who needs healing, somebody who needs breakthrough. Scripture says that Moses stood in the gap for the Israelites. Who are you standing in the gap for? So I'm going to ask Alicia to pray for whoever it is that we're praying for and the names that are on these lists. Alicia, pray for us. All right. You guys all think about that person that you've been think, praying for. Close your eyes. Think about that mom, that dad, that brother, that sister, that friend, that grandma, that aunt. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We lift up our family members to you, Father God. They are a gift. And Father, we pray right now, Father, we ask that you would give us love, that you would give us to be the light, Father God. We ask that you would give us forgiveness, Father God. We know that our parents aren't perfect, but God, they're the, our parents. And Father, we lift them up right now in all their job situations, and all their family relationships, Father God. We pray that you would do a mighty work in every family that's represented here today, every mom and every dad, every step-parent, Father God, we ask that you would do a mighty work in those relationships, Father, that every student here would be the light. Father God, they would be the impact. They would be the influence
friends, Father God, because you've called them. And Father God, we lift up our friendships. Father God, we pray, Lord, that they would be holy. Father God, that they would be good, influential friendships, Father God. And Father, I ask that the friendships that are not good, that are depleting and defeating, that you would uproot them and pull them out of these students' lives. And Father, that you would bring good friends, Father God, people that love, care, and pray for you. Father, we thank you for our brothers and our sisters, Lord, that we ask that you would begin just to unite us as a whole, Father God. And we thank you for this time, Lord Jesus. We thank you for every godly relationship that you put together. And Father, we just thank you right now from healing, Father, from every aspect of life, Father God, struggles are hard financially, Father God, we ask that you would just bless and prosper and that you would make these students a light. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And thank you, Alicia. All right, this is like our back to school party and, and what we're going to do is we're going to take time to pray for our campuses, our friends, our teachers, those on our campus and pray that you guys would be a light on your campus. So here's what I'm gonna ask. Kai is gonna come and lead us in prayer over our campuses, our friends. And I'm gonna pray, I'm, like we're gonna pray that you would be a light on your campus. Because here's the thing, don't like, you, before you talk to people about God, you need to talk to God about people. You need to go before him. So pray for your friends. We're gonna ask you, don't be a spectator here. Pray for your friends and pray for your campus as, as Kai leads us in prayer. God, I thank you for this wonderful night and these wonderful days you bless us with, God. God, I pray we will not take any days for granted that you give us, God, and we will just proclaim your message to our campuses, God, and just go out there in boldness, God, and what you've done in our lives, God. God, I pray we will overflow with what you've done in our lives, God. I pray in view of the mercy that you've shown us and the love you've shown us, we will go out in boldness. We will go out in love and, and just what you've done for our lives, God, and give our lives as a living and holy sacrifice towards you, God. God, I thank you for the campuses you brought us, God, and the people you bring in our lives, God. I pray each of us know we are not put on our campus by mistake, God, but we are put there by your purpose, God. And we thank you, God, for putting us there and for allowing us to serve you, God. God, I pray we will come in humility, God, knowing that who are we to serve a great God? Who, who are we that he would think of us, God? But I pray we will come to you with humility, God. And thank you, God, for allowing us to be able to serve you, God. And we'll just be able to share the love that you've shown us, God, and just overflow. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Todd. Hey, Friday, we're at Vista's Club Rush. We are doing campus clubs all over. This, we're not even, we didn't even plan to announce this. The last Wednesday of September is something called See You at the Pole. We're gonna spread out to every campus around town. Send team and leaders. I'm going, Pastor Amber's going, Wyatt's going, Cameron's going. We're gonna be all over the place. And we're gonna, we're gonna meet before school, the last Wednesday of September, and we're gonna be praying at the, at the flagpole in front of everybody who sees us. We're going to make a stand for faith and pray for our campuses. And you know it's a national thing. There will be, there will be students all over the country doing this. And we're going to take part in it this year. Lastly, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. You guys, keep, you guys can keep going to the prayer stations. Feel free. They're going to be, these prayer stations, they'll be open during our next two songs of worship, and then they'll be open after service as well. So you guys feel free to keep going over. Our prayer, part, our prayer team will be right over there on either side, ready to pray for you through worship. So feel free. Prayer is worship. Feel free to go over there, get prayer, put something in there. But can I ask you this? Everybody else, could you guys just, without distracting anybody, just head up to the front. We're going to pray one more time. And what we're going to pray for, Brooklyn is going to pray over personal needs. 
personal needs that maybe are very personal, like it's you. Maybe you have a need. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you have an addiction or sin. Maybe you've got anxiety or worry or depression. Maybe you've got mental health stuff going on. Maybe your parents are like, they've been, they've been talking divorce, so they've been talking splitting up. Maybe, you, maybe your dad just lost their job. Maybe your family's broken. Maybe you feel broken. Or maybe, maybe your personal need is for your family, for a family member who, who's going through something. Maybe there's sickness or disease, whatever it might be. We are people of faith. We are not people of fear. I will not fear. Why? Because God's your close to me. When you're close, I don't have to fear anything. Would you do this? Just like you're receiving something from God, would you place just both of your hands right out in front of you as Brooklyn leads us in prayer? Dear God, I just thank you so much for breathing life into our lungs today, God, for waking us up, for getting us out of bed, God, to keep the energy going to do this day, God, and to continue the week, God. I I pray for uh, the students right now, God, that are going through what feels like such a great trial, God, and their whole world is falling apart and they don't know what to do, God. I pray that they just come running to you, God, and that you just that they would just go back to the Father, God, that they go back to you, God, that they go and find peace, not in their friends, not in social media, not in any drugs, not not in any friends, that they that they know that that can't benefit them, God, and that you that they would just go back to you, Father, that they would go to prayer, God, that they go and open their Bible, God, that their eyes and their hearts would just be recentered to 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 you, God. And I just I just pray that as um, some kids I know are broken and beaten and they're tired and they don't have enough in them to keep going, God, that you would just give them strength, God, that you would just fill their cup, God, that they, they, you would just remind them that they're loved and you would just raise them up with your righteous right hand, God, your strength, God, that you would just you would just fill their cup up, God, that you would just remind them that their life, that it's supposed to be here, God, and they weren't put here on accident, God, but it was for a purpose and it was to serve you, God, and it was to serve your kingdom and to to further to further your name God and I just hope that that you remind them God you said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light God and if they're carrying something that is not light God that it is not your burden that if it feels heavy God and they feel like they're about to collapse God that they just go running back to you God that they fall back into your arms God whether that be little things or big things, it is still affecting us, God. It's still affecting our day-to-day lives, God. I just pray that they come running back to you and that they'd refocus, God, and that you would break the chains, God, and you'd close the doors that you know need to be closed, God, so they can go through the doors that you're opening for them, God, so that they can see what's clear and what's ahead, God, and you just make it so abundantly clear what's not for them, God, and what's tearing them down, God, and what's bringing them down, God, and I, I pray that you just keep you just keep filling them, God, with your spirit and with your love and with your courage and with your peace, God. In your name I pray. Amen. So, Corey, why, why are we writing it down and putting in these fences? Because all through the week, myself, our staff, our pastors, will be coming over here and we'll be praying over these. But we also want you guys to be able to pray over them. So what we're going to do is for the next 10, 15 seconds, I'm 
going to split the room right here. So you guys in the middle, choose a side. Figure it out. Which way? All right, this side of the room, would you guys just stretch your arms towards that prayer station? This side of the room, would you stretch your arms towards that prayer station? And no spectators, out loud. Let's just pray over all of the needs right here, right now. God, I pray for every single, come on, pray with me. God, I pray for every single one of these needs, God, on both of these prayer stations. God, I pray that you would answer these prayers. God, we stand on your promise. God, we know that every promise is fulfilled in your presence. So right now in your presence, God, we pray for the healing. We pray for the blessing. We pray for the needs. We pray for the family members that aren't saved, that they would get saved. We pray in Jesus' name over every one of these requests and over every one of these prayers and we pray in Jesus name not your will be not our will be done but your will be done right here as it is in heaven we pray God that you would just touch lives and you would work a miracle we pray that having just a place and a space to bring our requests would create many testimonies that give you glory in Jesus name and now just right now just praise him for the the answered prayers that are already on the way in Jesus name in Jesus name Hey, for these next two songs of worship, those prayer stations, they're open. If you've got to navigate through some people, feel free. You're not going to distract us. Go over, get some prayer as we worship. What we're doing in this time of worship, we are now making this our prayer. We are collectively bringing our faith together as we worship God tonight. Come on, let's worship him with everything in us.
to sing this one more time. Sing God is. God is more than evil. Sing God. The perfect Son of God in all his innocence. He's walking in the dirt with you and me. He knows what living is, and he's acquainted with our grief. A man of sorrow, son of suffering. Come on, sing this out. Oh, blood and tears.
You know, as uh, as Corey was preaching, he mentioned the story about Justin Bieber, and I think we all have a person in mind where we're like, man, if I got to if I got to meet them, I don't even know what I would say. I don't even know what I would do. I would just be so so starstruck and thinking like like are they even real? But I was just thinking about it right now as you guys were worshiping. Your favorite artist was created by the God that you were just singing to. Like they would not be here if it wasn't for the God that you were singing to. And I think sometimes what we forget is how amazing, how powerful, how wonderful Jesus is. Jesus is not just the son of a carpenter. He is a king. He is a Lord. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And so when you pray to him, you are not just praying to some random. You are praying to a king. You're praying to a Lord. And back in those days, you had to have status to speak to the king. You had to be in a certain position in order to speak to a Lord. But for us, we are just normal, broken people trying to figure this life out. And God says, I want you. I want to be in relationship with you. And that's the God that we serve. And that's the God who we can go to. And so next time that you pray to God, next time that you say the name of Jesus, know which name you're talking about. You're not talking to some stranger, you're talking to a king. And what an honor, and, and, and just how humbling that is where you look at your life and you think, God, who am I that you would be mindful of me? God, who am I on this, on this earth, knowing my past, knowing what I've done, that you want a relationship with me? I mean, how amazing is that. Can we make some noise for Pastor Corey as he gave that message tonight? Hey, also, can we make some noise for every single person who gave their life to Jesus tonight? Hey, we just talked about it. God wants to be in relationship with you, and you just got into that relationship with God. As Pastor Amber was saying, even before youth, this is a family. Guess what? Welcome to the family of God, and we are so stoked that you made that decision tonight. That this isn't some golf match. We can make some noise for the people who gave their life to Jesus tonight. Hey, we, we know that walking this journey out, it's different, it's new. You're probably wondering what's next. I'm so glad that you asked that because I'm sure everybody in here was wondering the exact same thing. Uh, we have a free resource that we wanna walk this out with you guys called The Next Seven Days. How you can get it is that all you have to do is DM us on Instagram at bridge, Y-T-H underscore. Just DM us next seven or seven days or however you wanna word it. We know what you're talking about and we will send you guys uh, this free resource just to watch it on your phone. We'll get you connected with the leader. We wanna help you guys as you walk through this journey of faith. Faith. One more time, can we make some noise for the people who gave their life to Christ tonight? Woo! Hey, after, after this last song of worship, our prayer stations and our prayer team is still going to be available. So feel free, if you have not yet filled out a card, uh, feel free to either leave it or go up to one of our prayer team members and they'll be able to pray with y'all. Also, 
we do not just have church on Wednesdays. We also have it on Sundays, of course. We have connect groups happening every single Sunday at our 1130 service. So if you are not yet in a connect group, we would love for y'all to be in a connect group. Come by this Sunday at our 1130 service, and we would love to connect more with y'all. Also, too, as, as it was said before in announcements, uh, we do have young adults happening on Sunday at 5 p.m. So for all my young adults, y'all can be there. Most of y'all are students, but if you do have an older brother uh, or an older sister, feel free to let them know. We got young adults happening at the coffee shop at 5 p.m. Shameless plug, what can I say? Uh, hey, you guys ready to get in one more song of worship? Let's go.